And welcome back to Night Owl Nerds, Fate's Split. Last time, our party was stuck venturing through a bubbling, gurgling, smelly, methane-covered swamp. As they very cautiously trekked around, they stumbled across a few seemingly minor enemies until one of the trees started moving. During their bout with the tree, they managed to dodge most of its blows. And after it, after the tree was felled, something was ejected from its canopy into a nearby pool of water. Upon investigating, the party found a body with a strange branch from a cactus attached to it. Upon removing the cactus branch and gathering closely enough, they were all instantly teleported out of the swamp and back into the wastelands that is the field of the field of trials. As they continued on, they found more evidence of parties past, leaving behind supplies which they rather greedily took, destroying the crates in the process. As they moved forward, they found themselves in a desert, vast, dead blowing sands in every direction, and hidden enemies behind every corner. As the oppressive heat bore down on them, the party tried desperately to find some form of shelter and found themselves a cave. As they nursed their minor wounds and tried to give themselves a bit of relief in the shade of the cave, they decided to hunker down until the sun went below the horizon and presumably the day would be cooler. During her last watch, dur during the final watch, Shatten was responsible and noticed something glinting on the underside of one of the Mesa archways in the ever-dimming sunlight. As she attempted to climb the wall of the Mesa, she lost her grip, falling into the sand below, unconscious and sweating profusely. Vice. You find yourself standing next to a lake of acid. The bones of a hundred different creatures at your feet. The stink of rotting corpses. And the echoes of the children in your past. Poking fun at every Thing you do and every way you look. Do I recognize this area? This is approximately where you were the last time you had your nightmare. Okay. Broken gears off to your side, no longer glowing. You can see the faint glow of a blue orb to your northeast. And I know that I wandered off the path just from the north? Yes. Okay. I'll make my way back towards the path. Okay. And then I will continue down the path slowly 
uh, towards the blue orb. As you grow closer to the blue orb, you hear the laughter of children echoing throughout this field. Growing louder. <laughs> growing louder and louder as you approach. Let me just tell you I'm really fucking creeped out right now. <laughs> Is the blue orb just off the path there to the east? Just slightly. I'll take another step off the path to it. Okay. The laughter of the children begins to fade. And as you stare into this blue orb, you see your childhood home. Can I reach out to touch it you want to touch the orb when you phrase it that way i want to touch the orb <laughs> you reach your arm out and you try to touch the orb your hand passes through it as if it is not physical i need you to make a constitution saving throw oh man i'm so good at these I'm actually really good at these, apparently, because that was a net 20. Your hand within the mist that is this blue orb suddenly feels very cold. But you pull your hand back just in time before that cold begins to be before the cold begins to truly sting. Apologize, I'm a little out of it. Not a lot. Heather and I have not gotten a lot of sleep in the past 48 hours. Understood. As you pull your hand away, the children's laughter cuts in again and overtakes your mind. You hear within the laughter the tiny voices of children. Why do you look like that? What's wrong with you? Your mother doesn't look like that. Where the hell did you come from? You're such a freak. The voices fade out again. Vice would probably take a step backwards, not turning around. He's getting himself further away from the orb <clears throat> before trying to assess the path ahead and see where it might lead off to. And then trek that way north. As you continue north, the bones crunching under your feet begin to fade and give way to sand and dust. The stone path ahead of you has small wisps of this dust blowing across it as if there was a gentle breeze at your feet. And as it blows, you can almost feel 
like the wind is trying to wrap itself around your boots as you walk. As if it's begging you to stop. Do you continue forward? I think so. I think Vice would er, would press on a little further. As you continue to step, the wind breaks free of your ankles and dissipates, the dust settling at your feet. And you begin to see strange shapes about 20 to 30 feet above you. As your eyes begin to focus in the very dim light around you as you're looking up, these shapes look like fish swimming in the sky. Each one, each one a vibrant sunset color. Golds, oranges, yellows, reds, the occasional magenta. Just slowly swimming as if your presence means nothing to them over your head. Ice would stop for a moment and try to count how many fish fly by or seem to be swimming up above him um, for a short while before continuing on the path or looking back down to the path level and continuing. As you continue down, you see a while these fish are large, there are few. You see one pass by you maybe once every 10 minutes. They are there, but they are few and far between. The wind begins to pick up again, kicking the dust at your feet. This time, it blows up against your front, going up your toes and against your shins, trying to push you backwards. And you hear a voice in this wind, very calmly saying, Vice, it is not the time yet. Before a second voice overtakes it. Who are you? Can I try to roll to wake up from this with that jarring encounter? You want to try to force yourself awake? Yes. You may roll a d100. 75 or higher, and you wake up. Ooh, baby. Here is a slim chance. Ha <laughs> ha! We asleep, bitch. <laughs> Curiosity, what did you roll? Uh, 29. <laughs> Not even close, baby. That's okay. You attempt to pinch yourself within the dream, poke yourself, kick yourself, whatever you're trying to do to try to jolt yourself awake, but you are unable to break yourself from this nightmare. With almost a fear in his voice and... a lot of concern vice is going to speak out to the nothingness around him or the nobody around him and say i i have no idea what's going on here is anybody here 
Hello? You hear the children laughing at you again. Vice is going to push through the wind that's trying to hold him back and continue forward. As you step forward, looking around at your surroundings, trying desperately to block out the various voices that swirl around you, you happen to glance up and you see that the fish are still in a swimming motion, but are not moving position. Like they're trapped in space, but not in time. The wind that was pushing against you is no longer there. Everything around you is still. Children's laughter fades into nothingness and you hear nothing. The silence is deafening and you find yourself trying to reach out to find something, some kind of input, some, some kind of sensory input. Everything starts to fade and close in on you slowly at first but the blackness closes and closes and closes until there is absolutely nothing. You sense nothing, you hear nothing, you feel nothing, you see nothing. You are trapped in a void and you are conscious of it. Until finally a voice comes and breaks the silence. Who are you? And you jolt awake in the cave of the desert. While we load in, I very much did not like the children laughing. That gave me the chills. <laughs> kind of the idea. It fucked with me, man. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome. Very immersive. Top tier. Thank you. All right. Can everybody who's supposed to see the desert see the desert? Yep. Yes. Okay. Vice, you find yourself laying flat, covered in sweat, staring up at the ceiling of the cave in this desert that you had found only a few hours ago. Shatten is... Nowhere to be seen. You presume she is out on her watch. Celine is awake near you. Being an elf and not needing a lot of rest, she is awake. Everybody else is passed out at the moment. I'm going to throw out dancing lights. And I'm going to start them on top of me and then disperse them uh towards the entrance of the cave and kind of like line the entrance of the cave. Okay. You have uh, light generators, I'm assuming? I just placed them down. Okay. I'm going to draw a couple circles here. And I don't see Shatten anywhere? At the moment, no. 
to okay. paint a slightly better visual picture, the cave that you guys had found is recessed to a point so that when you are standing in the mouth of the cave looking out, there is a small sand dune that blocks about half of your field of view directly flat. You would have to exit the cave, walk up this sand dune to be able to see the remainder of the desert. Um, and I see that Celine's or uh, Celine's not asleep. You would I... look over and see that Celine is not asleep. Celine, would you care to describe what you have been doing since you've been awake? Um, I rearranged my spell slots. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, is that what it is? Or, I'm sorry. Uh, well, you, you, okay, so Vice, you look over and you see that Celine is um, kneeling in a moment of prayer. And your own arcane abilities tell you that she is, for the moment, shifting her willpower as she prepares new spells for the day. Okay. okay. I was I was doing that. Um, that's really it, though. I haven't done much else yet. So Celine seems fairly fixated on what she's doing, gathering new material components and fixating on the particular incantations necessary for the spells that she's preparing. But she is clearly awake. Okay. Um, I'm going to shoot the dancing lights out a little bit further, just to the top of the dune, which I imagine would be right around here, potentially. I don't know. Um, just to see if I can't see Shat and... Or no, because I wouldn't be able to see anyway. We're just going to push it a little bit further out from everyone so I don't wake anyone else up. Um... At this point, would I have completed my long rest? You took first watch? Correct. You still technically have about an hour before your long rest is done. Okay. Cool. You've woken up about halfway through last watch. Okay. Uh, Celine. Do you have any idea where Shatten might be? She was supposed to be watching right about now, I'm pretty sure. So at this point, I'm done preparing my spells, I'm assuming, and um, I'm going to kind of turn device, but then I'm also going to kind of look around as well and... Would I be able to see where he is? He was potentially supposed to be, or no, not from where I'm at. From where you are right now, you look out to the you you look out the mouth of the cave, and you expect to find Shatten somewhere within your visual range to the mouth of the cave. Um, however, due to the recessed dune that this cave is set in, you cannot see where she is at the moment. 
Okay. I'm going to draw a quick line here. This is effectively the point that you would have to walk past to be able to see over the dune. So right now that that line that I've drawn is the limit of your field of view. Unless you walk past it. So I'm going to turn back to Vice after kind of trying to look around from where I can see. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid I haven't seen her in a while. I'm not exactly sure where she would have went. That's wonderful news. Well, I'll go look for her. Don't think you should go alone. Mm. It's true. Oh, you're welcome to join me. Maybe another pair of eyes would help. Do we wake the others? No, we won't go too far. I just want to go outside the cave and see if I can't see her anywhere close by. And if I can't, then I'll wake the others. You'll call. And Vice will turn away from her and move himself towards the southernmost two dancing lights and cross that horizon, just taking a peek around this area. Dancing lights give 20 feet, I believe, each. Um, ba -ba -ba, two. 10 foot dim. 10 foot dim. Mm -hmm. Uh, you are welcome to throw a perception check at disadvantage. Uh, DM, I have a quick question. Yes, ma'am. Well, I don't know if it's a question for your advice. Um, what I've been able to hear, seeing as I was awake, uh, vice either talking or trembling or whatever in his sleep. That depends on whether or not vice uh, manifests his dreams in the real world. Okay, I wasn't sure who I asked regarding that. I would ask Vice. Um, I picture that these nightmares are more like you're locked in your head and can't get yourself out, which is why they're so vividly clear to him. Um, but you don't like. You, you might don't toss see and him, turn into. You might see him stirring slightly, but okay. he's not calling out. He's. If you're watching him, you'll see him like twinging and sweating a lot. <laughs> okay. But well, otherwise, he's otherwise he's locked in his own mind. Okay. Well, I wasn't watching you sleep, but I figured it passively. I didn't know if you grammar yell in your sleep or something. So, all right. Well, Just curious. Not quite as bad as Cax. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. He wakes up with a dagger in his hand. He's like, oh. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm going to move out of the cave as well go right, right here-ish. Okay, one moment. Uh, Vice, your perception check? 11. Uh, at the moment, you don't see much past your the dim light offered by your dancing lights. 
Uh, the sand is very gently lapping at your feet as the wind picks up what little lightweight bits that it can, and you don't see anything within your within your yep. area. Celine, as you crest the top of the uh, as you crest the top of the dune at the mouth of the cave, I'd like you to roll a perception check. Nineteen. Nineteen. That's actually oh, pretty wait. good. Uh, oops, no, I was reading the wrong one. Twenty-one. <laughs> even, even better. better. <laughs> From your position, you scan around, and even with your drow dark vision, you can see fairly far out into this desolate field. And as you are glancing around, you see the tall stone archway in front of you. You're looking around it, and it is a massive, imposing structure of wind-carved stone. And as you look up and down it, you happen to catch a lump at the base of the left-hand leg of this archway. Alright, um... There appears to be something laying in the sand at the base of the archway. So, I am going to turn device and kind of yell to him to kind of get his attention. Uh, Vice, there is a lump in the sand. It might name me Shatten. Hmm. <laughs> should we wake everybody now, or should we go investigate first? Um, with you yelling that to, to Vice... Okay, here's how we're going to do this. This is going to be kind of cool. Um, Vice is going to run to you. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 to here. And ask you to point out where you see that. I'm going to point in the direction of the stone arch. And where I kind of see the silhouette of the lump. And you'll see Vice like sweep his arm behind his head and then towards that lump and the lights are going to go towards the arch going five oops 10 15 20 25 this one going 5 10 15 20 25 this one sweeping 5 10 uh 15 20, 25 to there, and then I missed this one going right there <clears throat> between the two people that are sleeping to where Vice will then call out loudly to them uh, or to the two sleeping Fothis! Moss! Wake up! Fothis and Moss, what are your passive perceptions? Uh, 14. Uh, 11. Moss, you wake up. Okay, I also did have a question. How long were the watches? The watches were approximately three hours each. 
This is okay. halfway through the this is halfway through the third one, which puts us at about the seven and a half hour mark. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make the long rest wise. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I will and wake that up means and my mage armor's down. <laughs> wake up, Forthus. Shake him. Hey, wake Shit. up. What? What's going on? Start I don't know. My short sword. Uh, Vice just called us, and I will walk out of the cave. I'll walk over too. What's going on? We think that, uh, we think that that's Chateau there at the bottom of the pillar. Or the bottom of the spires. It seems she might have gotten in some trouble. Can I, I'm not can I, sure. can I, like, clearly see where they, where she is? Uh, at <clears throat> this point, with the dancing lights hovering over her general area, you do not have dark vision, correct? I do not. You can make out the silhouette of a misshapen form laying in the sand beneath the archway. Yep. Uh, since I have dark vision, do I see her? You see a, a very similar image, but it's hard to make out. It's it's hard to make out Shat. As you guys get closer, I'll describe better. I Moss just runs over to where. As I'll you follow. Run, follow too, yeah. All right. As the group runs over, you find the unmoving body of Shatten, half covered in sand, laying on the ground. The, the sand is sticking to her fur, as if she had been soaking wet and then rolled in the sand. She is breathing, but she is unconscious. Do I see any physical wounds on her or anything? Like anything that would tell me what happens? Are you going to touch her to do so? Uh, yes. Roll a medicine check. Okay. Better? <laughs> you poke her in the eye with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. <laughs> I got a 19. Oh, yeah. Uh, 19 you yeah. find you, you uh, aside from the sand that she is covered in you don't find any blood you don't find any open wounds any uh obvious marks of combat i'm gonna turn to the rest of the group um i don't know exactly what happened but it doesn't look like she was attacked okay DM, can I make a perception check just to check the area out for anything around us? Sure, and, like, like, a, a, like a scouting check? Yeah, scouting check. Yeah, roll perception. Uh, that is a... Perception. There it is. 17. At the moment, you don't see anything. You don't see or hear anything approaching you. The night is relatively still and very quiet. And with your 60 feet of dark vision, there is nothing within your visual range that appears to be moving, aside from your party members. Celine, as you can, as, as Forthus is taking point, looking around, watching for any potential threats, 
you you are inspecting Shatten's body. Her eyes are closed. She is breathing. However, it is labored and slow. And as you are turning her body, looking for any wounds, you look down at her arm and you see a spot underneath the fur and it is swollen. Could I cast Cure Wounds on her? You on are that? Wel- you are welcome to try. I'm trying to think. It's only in that one spot that she's swollen. As for with that medicine check, that appears to be the only spot that she is swollen. Is there any way I can investigate further to like what caused it or no? If, with that medicine check, you continue to look, but you can't find any identifying marks as to what's causing the swelling. All right. Um, yeah, I'll try casting cure wounds to see if I can't heal it. Okay. Go ahead and roll your uh, your healing. Is that a d20 or d8? It. So what does the spell say? It says a creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Right. Your spellcasting ability modifier would be your wisdom modifier. So it's a d8 plus, I think you have a four on your wisdom. Okay. I just wanted to double check before Hmm. I did that. Nah, healing spells just work. You don't really need the d20 form. Okay. Spellcasting mod should be your spellcasting, so four plus proficiency. Uh, that's the spell attack bonus. For healing spells, it's plus uh, your you modifier. Right, you right, you right. So it would be a d8 plus four. That's on me. I don't play casters. I got seven. All right, Shatten, if you are missing any hit points, you may heal up to seven but you are still unconscious. Hiroki. All right. Celine, as you reach down and cast your healing spell into Shatten's body, you feel the magic pass from your hands into her arm. She does not wake. All right. Um... I'm going to turn to the rest of the group and kind of shrug my shoulders. Well, I'm not exactly sure what happened, but there's this one spot in her arm that's swollen, but she's still not waking up. I don't have any ideas what to do. Let's bring her in the cave. Make sure that she's safe at least. Probably a good idea. Um, <clears throat> before we do that, Moss, well, uh, Celine was doing the whole medicine thing. Moss kind of wanted to look around just because he knows Shat gets into, Shat and gets into stupid situations mm-hmm. and see if he can find, like, why she would be over here or, like, in the area where she landed. Does it look like something happened roll perception or investigation 
depending on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a reason why she might be over here, roll perception. If you're looking for a reason, a um, cause, or if you're looking for what happened, roll investigation. Can I help since I know her too? If you'd like to offer assistance, I'll let him roll with advantage. Yeah, I'll offer okay. assistance. I guess I'd be more looking for what it was that brought her over here. So with a perception... Ah, uh, that's a dirty 20. So as the two of you are looking around trying to discern why Shatten would even be over here at this archway, you're looking around and you're realizing that you can't see a whole lot. Forthus, even with your dark vision, looking up and down the archway, looking around it, you guys walk the entire perimeter, you can't seem to find anything that might have caught Shatten's attention. And you're realizing that in this darkness, your field of view is extraordinarily limited. So, question for the DM. Yeah. Do you think Vice's dancing lights may have caused whatever was shiny to be shiny-ish a little bit? Big glimpse? Uh, highly unlikely, considering Vice was asleep when Shatten got distracted. I mean, like the dancing lights right now. Uh, they only... They only offer like 20 feet of dim, 10 to 20 feet of dim light. Oh, okay. They, and that's why Moss is having such difficulty. Your dark vision doesn't reach far enough. Um, and Moss can really only see as far as the dancing lights go. Okay. Thank you. There, there is no moon in the sky offering you guys light. Gotcha. Okay, that kind of ends with my question. So the sun is officially gone at this point, right? And that would have taken away that last little glimmer of what? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, okay. it's, very, it's very meta, but yeah, I described something that Shatton saw at the top of the archway. There is no light left, especially with the dancing lights positioning right now. That would allow you guys to see that. Okay. So you are all entirely unaware of what Shatton was brought over here by. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. So Moss and, will pick up Shatten and bring her back to the cave. And most importantly, Vice would have no reason to bring his dancing lights <laughs> anywhere near the top of the arch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no need. All right. So you guys lift gently. You you guys gently lift Shatten's seemingly lifeless body out of out of the sand, probably trying to brush the excess off as best you can and carefully bring her back to the cave. Who's holding her right now? Yo. Moss, as you are holding her, especially with your reptilian skin being particularly sensitive to temperature, her body is very warm. Okay. So we're about seven and a half hours in for our long rest. Yes. And I would say at this point, you guys haven't necessarily done anything strenuous. This is more so just kind of the way I view it. You, you guys have been kind of casually looking around and dealing with this. Yeah. Not really exerting yourselves. So this isn't going to cut your long rest off. I'll say by the time you guys get back to the cave, you will have all completed a long rest. Okay, that'll help. <laughs> 
All right. Celine, you had already completed it, so that spell slot for Cure Wounds is still spent. Yeah, I figured that. Okay. Sounds sort of strange, but is there any way I can do a medicine check to see if she'll actually survive the night? Flash until we're actually up again? The long rest? Do you have any proficiencies in medicine? No. I would say that no matter what you rolled, you would not be able to ascertain whether or not she'll survive the night because you have no experience in whatever she's dealing with. Fair. If you were proficient with a healer's kit or had proficiency in medicine, then yeah, I would let you roll. But in this instance, you are clueless. Is there any way I can offer him advantage by helping him? Or he, no? He has no knowledge of this. Oh, okay. If anybody, if, if I realize this is meta, but if Warthus wants to throw that suggestion out there to anyone who might have medicine proficiency, that person could then roll. So to make it less meta, you guys will notice Forthus just sort of curiously looking at Shatten and saying, what is, like, basically looking at her, seeing she's okay completely. And if anybody catches on to what I'm looking at, come on over. Well, feeling the, uh, like, the heat, uh, Moss is going to use Lay on Hands, but he's going to do it, he's going to spend five hit points uh, to try and cure the target of one disease or neutralize an effect. Which one are you going to do? Is a fever a disease? Sorry. It's a symptom. Well, I will try... I'll try poisoning first. So you search within yourself for your divine magics. And I imagine with Lay on Hands, you're touching her. Mm. You reach down, you feel the warmth of her body radiating from the gritty sand covered fur. Your magic releases from your core into her body. And you feel like you have not pinpointed the cause of this. Your points are spent and she does not wake. All right. And I will try again to heal a disease. As you refocus your energy, it builds within your core, goes down your arms and releases from your fingertips. And this time your focus has shifted. And you see as, the, as you feel the energy release from your fingers into her body, you see that deep green swamp mist emanate from her body, wrap around her swollen arm. And as the mist dissipates, her arm is no longer swollen. Shen, your eyes begin to open. Um, <clears throat> upon seeing Moss, she's going to realize she screwed up by sneaking out and immediately close them and pretend to be unconscious still. Either of us see it. <laughs> Uh, Moss would, as he is intently watching her body. Come on, stop. 
can't hear Actually, you. I'm unconscious. Forthus, you would notice this too. I assume you're also intently watching this happen. Yeah. That's Actually, the case. Any, I'm just going to slap her. Anybody who's intently watching this probably saw Shatten flutter her eyes open, look at Moss, like, not quite say it, but basically say, oh shit, and then close her eyes again. Just slap her and say, Shatten! I already know what the fuck's happening. So tell us how the fuck we got here. Was finishing. I was in the middle of my watch and I saw something shine on the top of the rock and I went to go get it and I woke up here. Well, we deal with that when the sun comes up so we know what the hell we're dealing with out there. Hi? Why didn't you come just get one of us? And I would have to share it. Typical. I'm sorry, that's such a perfect shot and answer. You, <laughs> you, you tried to climb like an 180 foot cliff, like by yourself. I only got about 10 feet before I woke up. Foot fall for you. It doesn't seem like that much. I, I am fairly certain I could have made it. Something's well, it up with this like cliff. Didn't make it. So, uh, certainly out not. of curiosity, how much certainly is didn't. my two oh, people sorry. talking at once? Sorry, how in shape do I feel? Do I feel like I'm fully recovered, or I was am just I still going a little to say, sore? as a note. Everybody who has completed a long rest may remove your point of exhaustion. Cool. Shatten, you currently have two points. Fair enough. Whatever you just endured prevented you from rest and has taken it out of you. And what does two points of exhaustion entail? Your skill checks are at disadvantage, and I believe your movement speed is halved. Yep. She's gonna groggily sit up. I'm fairly certain I can make that climb. I am going to push that and back down to the lane position. Yeah, not even gonna have your roll of contested strength on that one, chat. You cannot resist it. This lithe drow female just shoves your body to the ground. I'm, I'm fairly certain that the fact that you just fell over means you can't climb it. And also the fact that you tried to climb it before and then passed out climbing it tells us you can't climb it. He's going to shoot him a very dirty look. At the insult of their skill. Oh, if only looks could kill. I'm not saying you can't climb, but I think for right now you need to get some rest. And then maybe in a little while you can show us exactly where you saw the shiny thing. And then maybe we can help you get it. And then it can be all yours. 
And as all of this is going on, and you're listening to your allies, a voice in the back of your head. Can't. 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 And you start to get a migraine. Her paw goes up to her to the side of her temple. Does anyone have any food? It might make me feel better faster. Um, I will hand her some of my rations, uh, but I'm as... still gonna kind of give her that kind of uh, motherly stern look of like you're still gonna rest anyway. As Celine goes to do that, Moss will, like, stop her arm and reach into Shatten's pocket and pull something out of her pocket and hand it to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> That's why I was shaking my head as you were saying it. I'm like, Shatten's got food. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that. I thought she left it all back in the room, stashed everywhere. Hmm. <laughs> No, she stashed like a week's worth of rations under her bed, but she's got another week's worth in her pockets. Oh, yeah, okay. She's good then. <laughs> it doesn't even include what's in her pack. That's just in her pockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she may look like a rabbit, but at heart, she's a squirrel. <laughs> Preparing for winter. She uh, just quietly nibbles on the food that was given. On that note... I think I'm going to take the next watch. I'm going to sleep for right next to Shatten. And if she, like, if I feel any sort of disturbance, I'm going to try and wake up. Okay. Now, you guys have already completed your long rest. However, it is nightfall. Um, Celine, if you would like to stand watch, you are more than welcome to. Um, unless you guys would like to explore the desert at night. If you guys want to take a, you know, 18 hour long rest, that's on you. 18 hours? Well, you've already done your eight hours. You found the cave at about midday. Took your shelter, decided to rest waited until sundown and it wasn't until about an hour or two after the sun went below the horizon that your long rest was officially over so technically you guys have already had your long rest it's just nighttime now okay nice oh for helping with something uh, depends on what it is uh i feel like you're the magic user here so uh Bring up one of those lights up to the top of the arch that she was talking about. I can try to. Uh, and I will... At this point, the lights probably would have dissipated out. Yeah. So, I will accompany... Uh, Farthus. Had to look. I will accompany Farthus back to the arch. <laughs> I'm going to follow them. Okay. I'll stand watch at the entrance of the cave. You're going to stay with Shat. All right. And 
Vice, where are you placing your lights? And would so, you mind changing the color of your markers because I can't see them from the dynamic lighting layer? That that light gray doesn't show up on the dynamic lighting layer. That better? Yep. All right, cool. <clears throat> so you want me to run these up the arch? Sure. See what's uh. Let's see what got Shatten up in the bunch. Alright, you'll see Vice take his hand and, like, twist it upwards. Like he's lobbing something into the air. And slowly but surely, they'll start inching upwards, spacing about 20 feet apart as they climb. Until they reach the top of the arch. And if nothing can be spotted, they'll make their way back down. As your final as your final light reaches the underside of the top of the arch, you see a glint of something shiny hanging off the underside. It's so I, there's the bait. <laughs> can I estimate how high up that is? You would know based on your ability with this spell and you know how far you can move these things before they peter out that that glint is approximately 70 feet up okay uh anyone here like to climb besides the rabbit give me a safety net give it a go what about you, Celine? Give me one moment. I'm trying to figure something out. Yeah, I can climb. That wasn't the question. Do you like to climb? To a point. Um, I can't say I've climbed many rocks like this before, though. Oh, well. That's Do you not have very any, fun. Uh, do you have any critters with you that be able to climb instead? So that you can change into any critters be able to climb. I have an idea. So I actually got a question for the DM. Okay. Um, so I was looking at potentially shifting into a lizard. But the stats on it are I can I have a speed of 20 feet and then I can climb 20 feet is yeah. that the max uh, that's per round so every six seconds you can climb up to 20 feet oh okay it's, it's your movement speed and the fact that it has a climb speed specifically means that it doesn't have any um, drawbacks it won't require any checks to climb okay um, all right, that's what I was confused about because I was trying to figure that out. Um, so I, I would like to shift into a lizard then. Device, as you open your mouth to speak, suddenly Celine's sleek drow body 
disappears into the sand and you can no longer see her. Forthus, as you are asking your question about the critters, you, with your dark vision, look down and see a small black and purple gecko-like lizard skittering between your legs and beginning to climb the rocks. Don't worry, I'll keep mouse away from you this time. Me? Oh, her. I don't know where she went. And with that, uh, Vice is going to fire a firebolt up at the, uh, at the object in the rock. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh my god. Rolled with attack. Jeez. To fire at the, the thing up high? Yeah. Rolled with attack. Okay. It's within firebolt's range. Uh, 15. Your firebolt shoots upwards and slams into the underside of the arc. And for a moment, you see that glistening thing shine very brightly. And your firebolt dissipates. While the fire impacted, could I see if it was wedged in the rock or if it was hanging? It appeared it. to be hanging. Okay. Gonna feel a well, slap on the back of your head for doing that. What? We got a friend, we got a friend going up there. Little fire on friends. Also, remember that last time that you used fire? Yes, there was a fucking a forest, tree that came after us? in a swamp where there was explosives and things that were flammable. I would challenge you to find a single thing out here flammable. To point at you. Oh, while they're arguing, I'm gonna start climbing. <laughs> I was gonna leave them at it. <laughs> So it's going to take you a while. You only have 20 feet per six seconds. This is a, a based on your size versus the terrain you are effectively climbing. It's going to take you a couple minutes to get up there to navigate the various rocks, get in and out of the crevices and find your way to the top. So as as you continue to climb, you can hear the voices of Vice and Forthis arguing back and forth about setting fires and nearly killing <laughs> each other and all of this stuff. And then out of <clears throat> right, right before you hear that chatter, a flash shoots past you, slamming into the rocks above you and then disappears and then you start hearing them arguing back and forth as you climb <laughs> i'm pretty sure i can take it down i'm gonna point out where selena is and see you see that little dot it's her friend no. there no i don't see a little dot <laughs> i see a reflective thing that you want down selena's up that's there that's right where my now focus is do you like another person that's passed the fuck out in the sand that's what's going to happen if you send another firebolt up that fucking arse. Who said anything about firebolt? It didn't work. <laughs> As this argument continues, Celine, you find yourself at the precipice. If I can call it that, because you are on the underside of this archway. You find yourself at the top. Looking around, you have a small amount of light afforded to you by the dancing lights that... Uh, that oh, Vice had is. sent up here. <laughs> um, 
And as you look around, you see the glint. You see the shining glint. You crawl over to it, hanging upside down as geckos are prone to do. You slowly, you slowly approach this shining object, and what you see appears to be a block of jagged, transparent stone. And as you inch closer trying to inspect this stone, the air around you grows colder and colder and colder. And as you are only inches away from it, your little lizard tongue just kind of reaches out, trying to figure out what this is. And you taste water. And it occurs to you that this is not a stone. This is a jagged, large icicle. Um. Fucking hit an icicle with a fireball. <laughs> this is an icicle in the desert. I want you to think about that for a second. I love it. Uh, is there a way that I can like potentially put it in my mouth and climb back down? Uh, to put this into perspective, um, compared to you, this is the size of an SUV. And not a oh. compact one. <laughs> you, are a, you are a five or six inch lizard at the moment. And this icicle is about a foot wide. My dancing lights would have gone down by now. So you no longer see it, but she still does because dark vision. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry. I have my dark vision. Did I see the All size right. of it? Alright. From your distance, you can't. Celine is the only one with a clear view of this right now. And now that the dancing lights have gone down, you can no longer see it. It's outside your visual range. Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna... I guess I'll climb back down. Because there's nothing I could really do being a tiny lizard with a compact SUV hanging down. In front of me, so. <laughs> as you climb down, you carefully navigate your way down the stones. And as you get closer and closer to the ground, you can still hear Vice and Forthus arguing back and forth. I don't really see what the problem is of throwing a firebolt at the bottom of an arch. It's stone. Maybe stone, but our friend is not. But she wasn't lizard. up there yet. I didn't throw it when I saw her up there. Still, I didn't know where she was. She's already been hit by one of our friends. Well, that sounds like her, her problem, go. not mine. I didn't do it. Problems are problems, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just kind of like stealthily, kind of like climb onto Vice's shoulder to try to get his attention. How are you now? It's a fucking <laughs> lizard. Tur, it's her, it's her. Hold up, hold up, hold up. She says she wants to do this stealthily. Oh, fair enough. Go ahead and roll stealth. Vice, what is your passive? Twelve. 
I got six. <laughs> Vice, you feel something starting to climb up the back of your leg. Ah, get it off! <laughs> I'm gonna shake my leg. Celine, do you have the stat block up for the lizard? I do. Roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. I see her with my passive perception of 11. I got a... Oh, I got a dirty 20. You managed to hang on to Vice's pant leg. Shatten, roll a stealth check. Moss, what is your passive? Or are you actively holding on to her? I'm not actively holding on to her, but I am watching her. Shatten, there is no way in hell you're going to pull off what you want to do. Yeah, no. <laughs> that one. <laughs> All right. Vice, you felt something climbing up your leg. You shook your leg. It is still on your pants. I'm grabbing it. Like, he's trying to cup it around it so it can't keep climbing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. <clears throat> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bypass the rolls on this one. Vice, you reached down and you managed to grab a small lizard that appeared to have been trying to climb onto you. This is why you don't just... trust lizards. Yeah. Geckos. Especially ones that are black and purple. I'm just going to slap him across the face. That's Celine, you twat. I understand it, Celine. <laughs> I, I'm like not violently shaking her in my hand, but I'm using her to express my point. And I'm pointing, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm pointing her at Farthest. I'm going to try and snatch her out of her, his hand and just like sort of stroke her gently saying, like, we're still friends, don't worry. Oh my god. Celine, Celine. in your wild shape form, <laughs> your mental statistics don't change. You are very aware of what is happening right now. I'm, I'm just rolling my eyes. I, 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 There's nothing I can really do. They're fucking huge compared to me, so... <laughs> do you want me to try to get it down? Now that there's no one up there... Leave it up to you, Celine. <laughs> you need help? You're talking to a lizard in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Either nod help. yes or shake no. Sure, I'll I'll shake my head yes. Now that I'm not up there anymore. So this small lizard in your hand just kind of looks up at you and slowly nods its head. And then licks Anyways. its eyeball. Fine, Vice. Firebolt it up. Uh, can you move my dancing lights back up to where the uh, light generation is? That way I can actually... Er, that way I can see up there again. The dancing lights already are up there. Yeah, I, I moved the circles down. Anyway. Um, you want me to okay. move your circles? Yeah, just move one. That's fine. <clears throat> Alright, so Vice is going to throw his dancing lights back up and work them back all the way to the top. And go, uh, don't really know how big it is, but it doesn't look very big. So with that in mind, yep, and he's going to fire magic missile, and he's going to aim 
for where it looks like it's hanging from the rock, hitting the rock. Okay, so you're aiming for the rock. Correct, right where the uh, sh- uh, the glint is like connected to the rock. Perfect. That I can see. Uh, roll damage. So while he's launching this, I'm going to look down at Celine and say, is this a big fucker or is it going to be tiny? Same answer as before. Celine, keep in mind, you can cancel your wild shape as a bonus action at any given point. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to cancel my wild shape, but he kind of has to put me down first, or I have to jump out of his hand. (laughs) No, no, we're going to do it like this. Vice, as you step back, you've moved your dancing lights up, you go, you use whatever you're using to fire the magic missile up, and the beams fire upwards, and as they impact with the stone around the hanging object, you hear a loud thud next to you as Forthus is slammed into the ground as he is holding Celine's ass as she just cancels her wild shape and dragged him to oh the my ground. Forthus is has his face buried in the sand, his hand <laughs> under Celine's ass as she is sitting on top of his hand. That was probably not the best time to be copping a feel, Forthus. <laughs> about two seconds later you hear a hard but muffled thud on the ground about five feet away from you uh, I'm gonna run the dancing lights down mm-hmm. the uh, spot or down the arch all right to see what it is that just hit the ground <laughs> very hard okay Selene and Forthus. I'm gonna get up, brush yep. the sand off me, and kind of like try to help Forthus up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> or for the ass grab there. It's okay. I probably should have warned you in some way. Is it firm? <laughs> God. Yes. <laughs> See a little bit of like blood trickle from his nose. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So I'm you've sorry, brought viewers. your <laughs> your dancing lights are down, <clears throat> and the approximate location where you heard the thud. Yeah, I I ran them down the spire to me yep. to see what the fuck just hit really close to me. <laughs> As you look at the ground around you, you see a small crater in the sand, a divot. And in it, you find a stone sitting in the sand. How far away is this from me? Uh, From your feet, probably seven or eight feet. So like within your visual range with the dancing lights, Mm. but it, you know, it wasn't going to land on you. This is why you don't stand under things you're trying to knock down probably should have thought of that before standing under the arch. Next time I'll learn. And I'll walk a little closer to the rock to go investigate it. Now as you guys have been out here, the sun is no longer in the sky. The air is getting cold. The heat is escaping. You can, as you walk past the stone archway, you can feel the, the 
the daytime heat still emanating off of it, but the sand beneath the sand at your feet is growing cold very quickly. But as you approach this rock in the crater, you feel everything around you just dropping in temperature. I feel like this might give us a hint about what's, uh, what's to come. Just start going um, down and going to it. Vice, as he gets closer, is going to reach down to pick it up. As you reach down to pick it up, you can feel your hand. It's almost as if you're plunging your hands into ice-cold water. As you grab the stone, you pull it up, and attached to the underside of the stone is a basketball-sized chunk of ice. Well, <clears throat> if this is anything like the cactus before... You should probably go group up with the others and uh, I guess go to the coldest part of hell as opposed to the hottest. Get quick, uh, quick idea, though. Before we do that, let Shatten get some rest. Seems like she's had a rough night. I know that she was just being a dumbass, but I'd much rather have all of our friends have all their full strength before we go into the next realm. You insist. I'd rather get back to the tower, but fair enough. Shit, that's right. Go to the tower first. Oh, fuck it, let's go. I'm gonna start walking back to the cave to kind of get Moss into the loop of exactly what happened. So as you're walking back, you are wiping the you're wiping Forthus's handprint off your ass. <laughs> you get back to the cave and you find Moss with very little effort trying to make sure Shatten stays lying down. Just like one hand just like rested on her chest, just like, nope. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's squirming a little bit. So what do you think? Do we tell the others that we have a way out? Or do you think that we wait for Shatten to rest a little longer, Arthas? Hey, you do have a good point. Maybe we should start heading out away from uh, this hot desert. And we will, considering where the uh, cactus took us, We'll be back in a safer area, so we can at least rest a little bit safer, at least to my knowledge. Not sure about safer, but definitely cooler. Don't think there's many places that we can go that are hotter than this. Potentially I... the elemental plane of fire, but... It'd be a sick joke if that's the next place that we're going to, I. Oh. Here, have a bit of ice. No, off to hell. Yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go over to Moss and kind of like, not really whisper, but try to be as quiet as possible so Shatten doesn't hear, um, about what happened. That that's gonna be very difficult as Shatten is wide awake and underneath Moss's arm. 
now, then. Alright. Um. Alright. Uh. You get a point there. Um, I'll just talk softly then. Sparing certain details, but telling him what happened. <laughs> certain inappropriate details? Yeah. Okay, so you recant the story minus a certain molestation. <laughs> Inadvertent, unintentional, but nonetheless it happened. So, we have a chunk of ice now. Well, it's... Wait, did I see the stone or no? Or did I just see the ice? You would have only seen the ice. Oh. You would have seen the ice. You were in Forthus's hand as Vice fired the magic missile. You were still in Forthus's hand when the stone hit the ground. And I presume you would have been standing there when Vice picked it up. So you would have seen the chunk of ice attached to the stone as you walked away while Vice and Forthus were debating whether or not to sleep in the desert. Okay. <clears throat> well, it's not just ice. It's a type of stone, really, that I guess was encased in the ice. Could it just be the stone from the archway? that the ice formed around? I'm not sure. You would have to ask Spice about that. I didn't get a very good look of it. Fair enough. Look, at this point, Forthus and Vice are going to start heading back to the cave. So, Selene, as you are having this conversation with Moss, um, Shetan, kind of lethargically squirming under Moss's arm, Vice and Forthus begin their trek back to the mouth of the cave. And as they approach the mouth of the cave, the block of ice begins to melt and begins to form a fog around the group. The fog goes th thicker and thicker and thicker. And when it dissipates, you all find yourselves back in the field of trials. And as we have all arrived back in the field of trials, we are going to take our break. And we're back. As your eyes adjust, you find yourselves back onto the rubble wasteland that is the field of trials. The desert lay behind you the shifting sands blowing in the wind at its entrance. And before you lies stone and dirt, and just at the edge of your field of vision, a snowy field. This we got a bit of a heads up with our last thing. That is actually giving us something to uh, just know what to expect the next round. 
question for the DM. Answer for the player. I know what snow is. Because I can't think of any way that I would, unless places I've been, seasons. To answer your question, Moss and Celine are the only two who are unfamiliar with snow. Oh, okay. Celine, the forest you grew up in was essentially a rainforest. Constantly, yeah. constantly warm and humid. Um, had there been seasons, not so much. Uh, moss, where you grew up, was fairly temperate. And while there were technically seasons, there was never a season cold enough to impart snow. The rest of you, whether it was where you once lived or in your travels between the cities you've been kicked out of, you have at least once in your life experienced snow. Vice, you would be most familiar with this, as your hometown uh, is fairly far north in the world and experiences cold weather half of the year. You're fucking telling me that I come from New England? <laughs> Nova Scotia, actually. Even hey. worse, that's Canadian New England. Right. Sorry. Would you prefer Ontario? You're 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 effectively from Canada. Fun you originally. Be, you better be more polite. Vice is effectively from Canada. Moss and Celine are closer to think northern Africa along the coast. I was gonna say Africa. So not quite equator but not far north to really ever see snow. So obviously I we we see the snow in front of us, right? Or no? Like yes, it's a clear the, path? At the moment, you can see it in front of you. It's a ways away, but it's within your field of view. Okay. So shall we press on? Or shall we rest first and kind of prepare before we go? Depends on how Shatten's feeling. He uh, pulls out another snack, starts nibbling. I'm feeling okay. Ish. Can I make a check to make sure that she's not lying to me? Sure, roll insight. And shot and roll perception or deception, whichever one you're trying to pull right now. Hmm. Okay. Deception it is. You mean persuasion, right? Yeah, per perception. Sorry. Deception or persuasion. If you beat a seven, you win. Uh, 19. You believe what she is saying. Moss doesn't. Nineteen. Please announce inside checks before you roll them. Sorry. Uh, that's that's fine. So Moss, you see through Shatten's lies, but Forthus, you are uh, fairly convinced that Shatten seems to be feeling better. Hey, uh, are you sure you don't need to rest for a while, Shatten? 
look like shit. Maybe a little nap won't hurt. Hey, rest here then. You guys gonna set up camp on the cliffside? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. All right. There are no watches required for this. At this point, you all realize that all of your dangers lie within the climate fields that you need to enter. And as you are between them right now, you feel fairly confident that there is no need for watches. At least not tense watches. As your day progresses, Shatten, you may remove one point of exhaustion. You still have one remaining. And everybody gets a long rest. So I believe Celine and Vice have spell slots and such to replenish. Yes, I do. <clears throat> that was actually going to be a question for me, for you, yep. but you yep. just answered it. So. Long rest, your wild shape and spell slots are replenished. Cool. I get my lay on hands back. You do. As the night progresses, Moss, your sleep is strange. As you lie there, you begin to feel a tug at your heart. You stand in an open field. The ground beneath you is in constant flux. Lush, snow-spattered fields interrupted by babbling brooks transition to desolate earth covered in sharp, gray rocks and the spray of blood. As you look forward, you see an endlessly tall waterfall spilling onto the ground. The spray from the water's impact creates a dense mist all around you, streams of light penetrating the veil. From within the mist, you hear, Moss, you are so damaged, so betrayed, so diluted. You have felt the damage caused by the abomination man creates to cheat death. They are a curse that walks upon the land. What are you talking about? You cannot lie to me. I know how your people fell. The voice seems to echo from everywhere around you. You hear the flutter of wings above you. Uh, I'll look up. A small crow swoops above your head and alights on your shield. As you look at this bird, you see that one side of the bird is decaying. Broken pieces of feathers are held on by tenuous strands of skin and muscle. Bones are showing through parts of the torso where the flesh is missing. The other half is pristine and shining in the light 
penetrating through the fog. It turns its head so that you are facing the living side and speaks. Do you wish for justice? Do you wish to restore the balance? Yeah. <clears throat> how how could I do that? Balance is the natural order between life and death. We ask you, become our voice, become our will, become marked, and we will grant you the aid you seek. I accept. The bird flutters its wings and shoots off into the void as the mist encircles you. You can feel it growing tighter. You feel your mother's embrace. And for a split second, you swear you can see your parents' faces in the mist, gently smiling at you. You are the marked of finality. You awaken to find your arm is sore. As you look down at it, you see a symbol branded into your forearm. The symbol appears to be a crow as seen from above, wings spread. The left side of the bird is full. The right side is skeletonized. You are now level three and have taken the oath of the marked of finality. Word. As the rest of you complete your long rests, Shatten excluded, you feel empowered by the hurdles you have overcome. Everyone but Shatten is now level three. Get fucked, rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Give you all a moment to make your adjustments. How do I do that? One moment. Well, first you have to go. -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Anybody else need guidance for this step? Uh, can you meet me in DM? You just kind of like. Decided to be like, nope. I meant in the other chat. I'll just hit your DMs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are we about ready to proceed with the next bit? While you guys figure out your last things? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I've got stuff for chat if you guys want to focus on other things. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'll need a little bit longer. That's fine. Need to add spells. That's it. All right, you All guys right. do what you, you guys do what you have to. I'm going to work with Shatten for a minute. Shatten, during your rest, you are racked by exhaustion and migraines, fighting you, fighting fighting your desire to sleep. 
as you awaken, you are still worn down, feeling better than you had been. Still worn down with a pounding headache that seems to radiate from your skull to your hands, all the way from the top of your head, down your neck, down your spine, across your shoulders, and all the way down to your hands. This headache has turned into a throbbing pain throughout your nervous system. It's going to writhe in pain, you know, just clench, unclench your paws, you know, grab her, grab her head, moaning, it, moaning out loud in, in the agony. As you're moaning, you hear that word again in the back of your head. Can't. Can't. Can't! Chewing away at you. I'm gonna start uh, chanting back, can. Can. I can. Can't. Can't. I can. Shut up. I can. As this chant goes back and forth, this argument of ability and inability, something snaps. And you feel something emanating from your hands. I would imagine uh, at this point, though, two sets of uh, a set of uh, daggers of. I want to say light blue energy that just appears in her hand. And as, these, as these blades materialize out of nothing, you grab them and you feel a shock of electricity, electricity travel up your hands, through your arms, into your skull, and you feel an explosion of energy within your mind. You are now level three. And you may remove your last point of exhaustion, as your will has overcome it. So as you all emerge from your long rest, you look around at each other, having just accomplished the, the uh, trials of the desert. You stand upon a rubble-coated cliffside overlooking the desert behind you appears to be a snowy field. I'm going to walk up to it, but not like go into it, just kind of go like go on the edge as I've, you said I've never seen this before. So I'm kind of like, what is this? So as you, as, as you stand there, Looking down at this white, powdery substance, you can feel the cold air emanating off of it. You're not entirely sure what this is. Um, I'm going to turn to a group of allies and kind of give them a questioning look. Do any of you know what this white powder substance is? Uh, pretty sure my dad used to, like, snort something that looked like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my god. 
laughing laugh hysterically. Like, no, you fucking idiot. Just, no, not Coke. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for that, John. You're welcome. Like, don't need shit like that becoming canon. Now I have to come up with drugs. Are you familiar with how water freezes? I don't think I would be familiar with that. What idea? Uh, you know it's possible. You've seen it done with magic. Okay. You've just never seen it in this form. You've seen ice. You know what ice is, but you've yeah. never seen snow. <clears throat> well, yes, I've seen water frozen before, but usually it's by magic. That's how we do it. What if I, I told you that water could freeze naturally? Without magic. How does that work? Well, it gets cold, and then it gets colder, and then it gets very cold, and now it's solid. Now it's ice. So, imagine rain, but really cold. It forms this, snow. So if it's extremely cold and you're close to the northern parts of the world, it begins to snow instead of rain. As you get to the warmer areas, it becomes rain. And then during colder seasons, in some of the areas between the southern and the northern, it will snow occasionally, but not all the time. Sometimes it'll rain, sometimes it'll snow. Where I'm from, snow is not uncommon at all. In fact, it seems like half the year it's snowing rather than raining. So, basically what you're saying is what we're about to walk into is the exact opposite of what we came out of. Could not be farther from, from what we just got out of, yes. Instead of dying from heat, you'll be dying from cold. Lack of heat. <laughs> yes. Precisely. Fuck my life. Oh, fuck all of our lives, friend. Bundle up, it's gonna be chilly. Bundle up with what? That is very interesting. Very good question. We don't exactly have extra clothes to bundle up with. We weren't exactly prepared to be thrown into trials. I feel as though he's telling us, expect the unexpected. Later on we'll be able to deal with this, but now all we have to do is deal with the cold and say fuck it. For the DM? Yes. How much protection does my fur provide? No more than you're. You are not winter made. Okay. So no more than the average person. 
It would be like wearing a windbreaker in February. A viable solution if you live in Northern California. Hmm. It'd be like wearing a windbreaker in February in Nova Scotia. Not a viable solution. <laughs> huddle up. There we got... Go ahead. That's going to look around. Are there any more of those uh, crates? Uh, you feel free to roll perception. Uh, nat 20, so 27. So you look around and you identify every single rock and piece of rubble around you. And you cannot find a single thing that even remotely resembles a crate or a piece of a crate. You are confident beyond a doubt that there is nothing around you to aid you before you enter the snow. I was kind of hoping for one of those. Before we head in, I feel like it uh, might be a good idea for us to huddle up. Body help, the body warmth helps out. Actually, DM question, would I actually know that? Yes. Okay. Growing up on the streets in areas that would occasionally get snow, you would know that body warmth. You, you could keep each other warm if you uh, spooned. John wants to say something, but Moss doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> what would John like to say that may end up cut from the podcast? <laughs> But Forthus just wants to sneak another grab. <laughs> <laughs> it was firm, okay? Roll insight. <laughs> God. I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be cut. Seven. <laughs> you don't know what Forthus's intentions are with Celine. It's all for the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Given the physical description she gave of herself, it's not a big booty, but I'm sure it is rock hard firm with just enough give. <laughs> Go ahead and ponder that, Xander. <laughs> I'm done pondering it. I got about the information I needed from it. Now I'm going to move on with writing in my journal. Yeah, go right ahead. Oh. I was describing my own ass. Can I can I sidebar us for like ten seconds? Ten. Well, um, Moss doesn't know that Fartha scrapped Slane's ass. I left that detail out. Yeah, I know. There... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be why you said Moss doesn't know. Uh, I know. Staten's <laughs> so, going to approach uh, Celine and poke at her knee. Do you think you can turn into something? Big and fuzzy. Um. Well, I'm not even sure what animal would be suitable for snow. Field mice usually are not There's... suitable for for snow. I uh, so uh... are geckos, reptiles. Turtles. He looks at Moss. Good work. 
Bears. Bears would be good. That's comforting. You'll be fine. You're larger than the average turtle. Larger than one, too. Farth is going to go up the vice and just go, remember when I said no fire? I fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) So no fire when it suits you and fire when you're cold. See, no fire when there's going to be a fucking tree that's going to attack me. Fire when it's cold, I. Vice is going to... Hang on, I gotta make sure that I have this spell. Of course I have this spell. I'm a spellcaster. Vice is gonna cast Prestidigitation and kind of bounce between two fingers a small flame. Like, between his uh, pointer finger and his middle finger. Of just a small, like, lighter flame. I think That's that'll it. help out a lot. Hold up. Uh... Do I see any sticks around me? So, Forthus, yes, you see sticks around you. Right behind you appears to be a completely desiccated tree. Its branches have mostly fallen off at this point, and there are no leaves left. So, Forthus is going to take one of those um, uh, branches and then wrap it in the cloth. Uh, from the uh, common, from the common clothes that he has, like wrap it in one of those, and then put some oil into it, and then put it up to Ice's fire. Try to make a torch out of it. Uh, the common clothes you're wearing. Um, I thought I was wearing leather armor. You would be wearing underneath under the armor. Right. Oh, I thought that I had another you set of common clothes. the hell out of your nipples if you don't. <laughs> Never mind then. Um... But you should have torches in your inventory. Yeah, standard explorer pack comes with torches. I was gonna say... Uh... Do I have one? I don't even have an explorer's pack, so that's why. Uh, you would have an explorer's pack. Either that or a Dungeoneer's pack or yeah, a uh, Burglar's kit. Got a Burglar's pack. Does that have a those torch com- in it? Yeah, those come with torches. Okay, I'm pretty well, sure. I'll take a torch. If it does, then I'll take a torch out and then do that. <laughs> it's a little bit easier. Okay. You're now holding a small stick, providing a small amount of light. Does it provide warmth too? Uh, if you hold your hands within about three or four inches of it, yeah. Oh. A torch is effectively a large candle. Uh, oh, nope, he has a candle. Yeah. I only have a candle? Yeah, you have five candles and a hooded lantern. For light. Uh, well, sorry for wasting your time, then. That is out the out of the question. <laughs> trying to find a creative way around a seemingly dangerous situation. Let's just get this over with. I'm sure we'll find shelter as we venture forward. Moss is just going to walk in. 
Marcus Hello. is gonna go to. Marcus what? is gonna go to uh, chatting and just say, if you see something shiny, talk to us for the love of God, for the love of everything. What was that? If you see something shiny, talk to us for the love of everything. Um, as he says that, I'm also gonna turn the shot and, and be and kind of warn him. There might be a few different shinies in here, kind of like that icicle that you saw in the desert. There might be a few of those here, just to warn you. I make no promises. Listen, Shatton, if I give you a shiny and promise to give you another shiny, if you don't run off again, would that stop you? Probably not. Okay, it's not worth my time then. <laughs> I'll do my best to stay near. Did you do your best in the desert? Because it leaves a little bit to be desired. No. Then we shouldn't have a problem. <laughs> and Vice will continue forward. And Selena, I assume you're following? Yes, I just can't move right now. So as you all step forward, you feel the crunch of the snow beneath your feet. And in a little bit to the distance, uh, you're to your northeast. You hear the sounds of rushing water. And what sounds like. Stone against stone. Mixed with the creaking of metal. You can't quite place the sound. Vice, you know what this sound is. You recognize this as giant chunks of ice grinding against each other in whitewater rapids. Fun. How would you like to proceed? All right, so two things to know for anyone who hasn't been in extreme colds. Uh, one, don't get wet. And two, don't get cold. If you start feeling warm after you've already been very cold, you need to let someone know about it because you might die. That being said, let's keep going. Oh, that is very comforting. How deep is the snow? Where you currently stand, the snow is only about three to four inches deep. Is everybody following Vice? Yeah. Yes. As you lead the way, Vice, you come across, and this is like the one part of the map that's not to scale, you come across a large, rushing river filled with 10-foot-wide chunks of ice slamming into each other, grinding and crushing. It is 
painfully obvious that you will not be able to cross this river in its current state. I would like whoever is leading to roll a perception check. Seems like it's going to be me. Yep. That yep. would be Vice. Look at Vice taking a leadership role. Look at Vice not really paying attention in his <laughs> leadership role. Uh, that'll be a nine. Nine actually isn't that bad. Um, you see, as you peer across this river, you look to the northeast, there's a rock that at the bend of the river stands very tall and is obscuring part of your view of where this river originates from. Just above this rock, you can see a fragment of what looks like manufactured wood. There might be a bridge up ahead. We should go check that out. Because the last thing we want to do is cross this river. And you end up freezing to death from the getting wet. And he'll make his way up ahead, staying just far enough from the river to not fall in. Of course. As you turn the corner, and the rock is no longer obscuring your view, you do indeed see a drawbridge standing tall. And yeah. You see a drawbridge standing, standing tall. It appears to be the correct length to make it across the river. Does there appear to be any mechanism that raises and lowers it? Not that you can see. Can I look around to see if I see anything? Uh, if you would like to make detailed um, checks, you may each either roll investigation or one, one of you may roll with advantage. I can give advantage device. Um, I'm gonna get closer to the drawbridge then and see if there's if it if I recognize it as a drawbridge, I hypothetically should know that there's some sort of mechanism to raise and lower it. Uh, so I'm gonna try to find that. Even if I can't see it at first, I'm gonna try to search for <laughs> that. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation at advantage. Don't fail me now. You didn't fail me now. 15? With a 15, you do not see any mechanical connection. You do not see any mechanical connections to this bridge. You see two large wooden poles on either side of it, and the bridge standing between it, standing straight. You cannot see any connection point. You cannot see any hinges, if anything. It's almost as if this bridge is a wall at the moment. Does the wood look sturdy enough to like hold its shape if I was to knock it over across the width of the river? Like, do I see any major 
defects in the wood, any cracking, any chipping, any... With that investigation roll, you can tell that this wood is aged, but the trees from which it was made were certainly uh, sturdy. So you're, fa <clears throat> you're fairly confident that even if you managed to knock this thing over, it would survive the fall. Well, uh, this is probably our best bet to get across the river. It seems to be tall enough, long enough, rather. Uh, problem's going to be getting it in place. Any ideas? Oh, I could just try and shove it. Got to make sure this side doesn't fall in. Good point. Looks to be potentially buried in the ground since it's standing up straight. At least a little bit. Does it appear to be buried in the ground, I'd assume? From what you can tell, yeah. Okay. So we try and lift it out, and then go from there. We can give it a shot. <clears throat> Moss will go up to the bridge and see if he can find a decent spot to try and, like, grab it to lift it. Okay. And Vice will try to help. I will also assist. Alright, there it is. <laughs> yeah. The two of you, I will allow an advantage roll. Uh, go ahead and roll athletics. You find yourself a nice firm point in the wood in which to insert your claws. You dig deep, get a good grip, and yank. Uh, 17. You pull and pull and pull until it feels like your arms are going to remove themselves from their sockets. And this bridge does not budge. Gem, how far across is this river? Like I mentioned, this is the one part that's not built to scale. Uh, this river is about 20-25 feet across. Okay. Um, there are any... Assuming... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was wondering if there are any trees that are around that height. Uh, no, most of the tree remnants that you see are at most 10 to 15 feet in length. Height. Okay. You said there were poles on either side? Uh, yeah, they look to be the framework for the bridge. Okay, so they're connected to the bridge itself. You would assume. I would assume. Uh, I imagine Vice has... Ex has oh, explained. Okay, gotcha. Explained what he has seen. You yeah. cannot find a connection point between the poles and the bridge itself, and it seems as if the bridge is buried in the, in the ground. Supporting slats and all. Celine, what were you going to ask? Um, this right here, is that a cliff? So that's not technically... Yeah, you are currently overlooking... Look, you are currently overlooking the area from which you originally arrived when you got to the Field of Trials. Okay, I just wanted to double check what that was. Okay. But yes, you are standing at the edge of a cliff. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. This used to be to scale before I had to size down the map. Are there any uh, large rocks like halfway across the river? 
Not that you can see. All you see are chunks of ice and flowing water. Just so I know, whereabouts is the bridge? Is it right here, potentially? Yes, it's the okay. green circle I drew. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah, there isn't a good token for the kind of bridge I had in mind, so I just didn't bother. I, I just wanted to make sure where that was. Alright. Uh, I'm going to dig in the snow at the base of the bridge. Okay. Try and get down to the ground itself. Okay. You dig about 10 to 12 inches into the snow until you find the you know, shattered rubble that is the base layer of this realm. And the wood of the bridge just seems to penetrate into it. Okay. What if we try to just push it? Maybe we tried to lift it and it did nothing. I don't know that pushing it's going to be any better. Again, you said the bridge is standing up, right? Is there yeah. something holding it up? It appears to be standing in place. It, but there's nothing holding it, though? It's just kind of by itself? From what has been described from your party members, it is standing up and buried in the ground. Okay. I just wasn't Go sure if there was think, any, like... Think like you take a stick and you drive it into the sand and it stands up on its own. But this is logs and rock. Okay. There's, like, no levers or anything like that around us? Not that can be seen. What if we try rocking it from side to side, see if we can't loosen it some? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd help with that. With anything, as long as we get across. Muscle, grab the side of the side of the bridge. Let's do it. Fourth is going to help. Roll athletics at advantage. That's a little bit better. 25. The bridge does not budge. All right, fuck this. And Vice is going to cast Firebolt at the ground near the bridge, trying to melt some of the snow and ice that might be under the snow okay. to see if it'll help loosen the bridge. As you fire your Firebolt, it fairly easily melts the snow around the base of the bridge and you can now clearly see what Moss had found when he started digging that the wood of this bridge is cleanly buried into the stone and rubble well looks like it goes pretty deep guys Stat pulls out some rope out of her backpack how about we swing across? Uh, fourth, this is going to pull out some more rope. Or we can make our own rope bridge. Where's our far anchor point? Retcon that. I wouldn't think of that. 
I don't think I've ever used a fucking rope bridge. I'll take that one back. Yeah, I was gonna say Vice probably has never. No, had he wouldn't to come have across that. No, Cax would have. Vice would. Mm. Yeah, Cax would be all over that shit. Cax would already be across. He would have just been like, "Well, I'm just gonna swim it." And died instantly, but okay. Never said he was smart. It, mm, <laughs> no, you yeah, said but, many times he wasn't. But it wouldn't have surprised him. <laughs> so, um, is there a wooden post on the other side, then? Roll perception. Perception that is 17. 17. As you look across the river through the spray, you do see a pair of wooden posts on the opposite side that seem to align with the posts that outline this standing bridge. And you can just faintly make out an etching on one of the posts on the other side. Do I know what the uh, etching is? Not what it says, but like if it's a different language at least? It doesn't appear to be a language. With that perception check, it appears to be an image. Okay. Uh, then... Forthus will... Cast Mage Image. Or Mage Hand, I mean, sorry. And try and have it hide his rope over on the other end, on the other uh, post. <laughs> try and make like a little like bridge, like a little line. Okay. So you pull up your mage hand. Is your mage hand invisible or ethereal, like uh, translucent? The can it be seen? I can see it. Okay. Sort of has that. Uh. It sort of has that purplish color that Celine has, but a little bit darker. Okay. So you conjure up your translucent dark purple hand. It takes a hold of your rope and it begins to cross the length of the river. When it gets about halfway across, it dissipates and your rope falls into the water. Shite. Um... DM, I was looking at my wild shapes and I, for whatever reason, can't find a stat block for moose. Uh, I believe it's under elk. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, alright, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I, th I think we use the stat block for elk for that one. It's just a flavored thing. Okay, I just want to make sure. Besides, moose have an insane swimming speed. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, but we'll disregard that in this moment. So, DM, another question. Uh, Maychan says 30 feet. Does that mean the river is longer than that, or...? Roll an Arcana check. It is a... Hang on. Arcana 14. While your magic is relatively new to you, and you're not entirely sure how all of it works, you feel as if your mage hand should have lasted longer than it did. 
as if something interrupted it. I'll call out to the party. Seems as though there's a magical barrier of some sort. I honestly don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about because I don't really know magic, but I tried to do something and it didn't seem like it worked out very well. If there's a anti-magic field, then this won't work. Firebolt. Across the river? Yep. It gets about halfway across and dissipates into embers. No, oh, you seem to be right. Nice. Fence the magic. Being of magic being. Can like I tell what kind of magic it is and where it's coming from, maybe? You have a the detect magic spell. Prepared. Ah, uh, uh, no, I don't. That's one I did not prepare. Then you would not be able to do so. I just wasn't sure if I knew off of knowledge. Uh, nothing beyond what Vice just said. There's okay. probably, and with your experience, you're not very familiar with this kind of magic. Um, but you're inclined to believe Vice that there's an anti-magic field. Yeah. So another question. Um, this giant rock next to us, uh, I'm going to make a little mark at least right here. Uh, how far across is the river there? The rock? About 25 feet. Okay, never mind then. That rock is on the opposite shore. And thanks to perspective, you cannot see. From, from, where, from where you as a person are looking right now, you can't see through it. But that rock goes to the edge of the shore. On okay. the opposite side. Okay, I just because, want to double check that. Because I like using tokens with perspective. I appreciate that. Alright. I'm Vice. going to chuck a snowball across. I just have this image of Moss turning to Vice, about to have a conversation, and like in the background is Shatten packing a snowball and just winging it across the river. Just another cute little background image of a snowball flying past while the camera is focused on Moss approaching Vice for a conversation. I like the, I like the idea of like the the cameras the cameras over Vice's shoulder, and he's like turning to Moss. And yep. you see in the background is Chet's pack of snowball. Did it make it across the river? Roll athletics or acrobatics. Uh, let's see here. Do a sick flip to generate power. While they're all doing that, can I take a look around and see if there's another alternate path that we can take that doesn't require us to cross the river? 26. <laughs> In a moment, yes. Uh, Shatten, your snowball flies and just flies across the river and lands on the other on the other side on the opposite shore. Rolls a little bit and even packs a little extra snow on top of itself. Um, Celine, go ahead and roll a perception check. Moss and Vice have your interaction. So, Vice, you know. Northam better than anybody else. Uh, mm -hmm. And he created this whole place. Presumably. What? What do you think he could have done to make it so this would 
we could get this to work. Insight? Can I, I also insight got a nine. Uh, Celine, at the moment, you cannot really perceive an additional um, <clears throat> path. However, you do know that when you guys stepped onto the snow, it forked both north and south, and you guys chose north. Vice, okay. roll insight as to your knowledge behind Northam. Uh, that'll be a 15. Sorry, Vice, your insight does not necessarily lend you information into Northam's intentions, as you were not expecting him to do this. However, you've already been through two areas where you were teleported to an alternate pocket dimension, and this has not happened yet. As this is the field of trials, you come to the conclusion that perhaps you have not yet found the trial for this area. And that is what's preventing your passage. I'm going to turn to Moss and Vice. Um, when we walked in here, there was another path to take. Perhaps we should try that one instead and see if it's a little bit easier, maybe? and see if maybe that will lead us to where we need to go next. Perhaps this is our way out and not our way in. That would make a lot of sense. Perhaps. Otherwise, we're just going to waste 10 minutes going somewhere else. But that's 10 minutes I'm willing to waste. Yeah. And with that... Vice will head back or head south. I will follow. As will I. Alright. Yeah, well, I'll just go back the other way. I'm assuming right here. So as you all travel south following the river's edge, you notice that the river suddenly turns and falls down a cliff face into a basin. Oh, fuck. The water spray kicking up between the listing fog. You see the tops of icebergs. And between them, a small path of snow leading onto an ice flow in a small pond into which this waterfall is falling. Oh. There's a path. Alrighty. You guys ready to freeze? It's always. How wide is this path? About 10 feet. Does it look like the ground underneath is solid from edge to edge? It appears to be. Vice will walk down the middle of it anyway. <laughs> I'll follow. Same. I'm going to have a yeah. rope and then tie it off to any sort of anchoring point near us and then use that to help myself down if it's icy. Okay. Alright. And just call out and say, Rope! 
Shatton, are you following along? I am. So as each of you steps forward, the spray from the waterfall begins to overtake you. Your vision fades and you find yourselves in an icy forest. Oh, there's the map. Trees spotted through moonlight shining down from a large full moon on this night winterscape. Under this full moon, all of a sudden, you see moss start to get very hairy. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it green hair? It is. No. So he's mossy. Right. Got it. You wear moss. <laughs> oh my god. Bear moss. Alright. I guess we try and find the bridge then. As you all are standing here, bathed in bright moonlight, surrounded by snow, a breeze blows through and chills you all to your core. I need you all to roll constitution saving throws. God. 22. Oh. Nat 20. <laughs> 14. 13. I got a 3. I really enjoy exhaustion points. Yeah, I, I do eight. too. It's great. Orphans. Your life in the street and having to fend for yourselves and fight off the elements has afforded you an advantage in this moment. Vice and Celine, you each take one point of exhaustion as the cold penetrates your skin down to your bones. I don't like using skills anyway. They're overrated. <laughs> How did the reptile end up okay? Skin. How did the kid from Nova Scotia not end up okay? Seriously. You're used to it. You're, you're like that guy in the middle of the winter walking out in shorts and a t-shirt pretending he's fine. Everyone asks how you are and you say you're fine, but you're not fine, but you can't get into it because they wouldn't understand what it's like to wear shorts during the winter. <laughs> Other question, how did the uh, half-demon make it perfectly fine? He's resistant to fire. It doesn't mean he's, uh, you know, Fair. Word, word that's missing. Susceptible to cold. Sub yes, susceptible. Thank you. That's my brain way. is broke right now. In 48 hours of not sleeping, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. You guys find yourselves in a snowy field. Large, snow-covered conifers surround you. Uh, Forthus is going to lead ahead um, in, in 15, 20, 25. I'll just go over to right here. Uh, basically 25 feet southwest or southeast. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to look around to see if there's any sort of thing that will end the trial ASAP. 
<laughs> okay then. That's gonna be really high uh, DC, isn't it? Uh, well, we'll find out. Roll perception. Hey, Tim, I got a quick question while he's doing that. Yeah, what's up? So, in my large mammals that I can wild shape into, one of them is wolf. What kind of wolf is that? A standard gray wolf. So it would be a dire wolf? No, gray wolf. Uh, that's uh, so not... If you're, if you're looking for a stat block, it's just wolf. Oh, okay, there it is. Okay, found it. Just wondering... Yeah, no, dire wolf is some entirely different. Yeah, no, that's what I figured. I just didn't see this one at first. Yep. Porthos? Uh, 11. At the moment, you do not see a potential quick end to this trial. Hmm. Gonna look back and say, the quicker we find the way out, the quicker we're out. Gonna be Captain Obvious here, I'm sorry. <laughs> you hear that, guys? The quicker we're out, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guess Moss can't see anything. He'll walk forward till he kind of can. Kind of. Then he'll just take a look around. Mostly he's looking for things that are going to attack us because that seems to be what's been happening. Okay. This is going to call it again, saying, Buddling up does help out. I'm going to jump up and sit on uh, Moss's shell. Do you allow this, Moss? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to roll for yeah. your look around? Uh, yeah, okay. I, I was... Waiting to either be asked or... So it's a 17 for my roll. Perception, I'm guessing. Okay. 17 is better than Forthus had pulled off. As you're standing here in the snow, the there is a wind blowing through, knocking snow from the trees. It's soft. It's quiet here. You can't see much. The moonlight does penetrate the trees and reflects off of the snowy ground. For a moment, you swear you hear something walking in the snow. Can I tell which direction? Southeast. Um, I'm going to use my wild shape to turn into a wolf. Go for it. Care to describe what your wolf looks like? So my wolf is gray with bits of like like a violet purple sheen in the fur. It's a lot like your hair. Yeah, so basically a lot like my hair, basically. And gives off a hundred feet of light. Ah. It's it's a light wolf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Firefox. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I did, Zandy. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I will move towards where I think. Oh, I'll, I'll say I. Th I think there's something over here, and I'll move towards where I think that came from. So you said southeast. Yep. I'm so, great with compasses when I'm not looking at them. So I think that's this way. Down right. That's where I am. Um, since I hear him say that, can I look around for dangers then? Oh. They have dark vision. Yeah, you've got sixty feet of dark vision. You can try to. I'm keep gonna. I'm gonna follow him, and kind of like use my keen smell as I follow him. Okay. Well, oh, my keen me... hearing and smell. Does that give me advantage or just a straight roll? Uh, fourth is straight roll. Uh, Celine, if you're trying to look around, advantage due to your keen senses. So I rolled a four, so I saw shit. <laughs> you saw ah, snow. coke. That's snow. <laughs> <sighs> you fucking guys. I'm not. I cut it out when you do that. Game. I got a nineteen for my perception. Celine. You pick up the scent of another animal in your area. It's distant, but you've got it. Okay. Um. I. Oh, it just got really dark. <laughs> yes, it did, because you turned into a wolf, so I shut off your dark vision, because wolves don't have dark vision. Aw, oh, that sucks. I'm casting dancing lights around me. Okay. I've already marked the circles in light green for you. So I am going to howl at um, Moss. Okay. I would have heard that because I can't find the rest of the party, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to find right now. Okay. <laughs> So I'm like they gotta hear, be here somewhere. You hear you hear a wolf. You know what? No, I'm not moving you yet. You hear a wolf's howl suddenly come up from behind you. Yeah. Do I hear it too? I'm guessing so. Uh you would from directly in front of you. I'm gonna go, Celine, how are you? Because I feel like I definitely see her purple fur. And it's mostly to make sure that Moss doesn't bite her again. She would have walk, walked past you after wild shaping. However, Moss, you were facing the wrong way, and she wild shaped while standing behind you. So, Moss, you're not aware that she's wild shaped. Forthus, you assume she did since a uh, silver and purple wolf walked by you and didn't try to eat you. That's my consensus also. Yeah. I think it's fairly safe to assume at this point that if we see something that's purple and an animal, probably Celine. Because she gives us zero fucking warning every time she does it. <laughs> zero fucking idea. warning. For this for an idea. Celine, is that you? Nod if it's yes. Keep this as a code. Can I see him? Because I can't see shit. <laughs> I can see you. And then, yeah, I'll nod then. <laughs> I'll <laughs> nod my head. Hang on, what is my setting on something? 
also tried looking up animal noises, and apparently my mic doesn't pick them up. So that's fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I literally looked up like a wolf howling, and I was holding it up to my mic, and it wasn't registering. So that's adorable. <laughs> can you see a little bit better now, Celine? Yes, I can see better. I'm gonna make tracks back to where everybody else is. I will follow. Just because I lost Moss, so. Shatton, what are you doing during this whole thing, sitting on Moss's back? Maybe on some panicking a bit. That's fair. So you all kind of regroup, kind of standing under Vice's dancing lights. One of you has shifted into a wolf. How would you like to proceed? I'm pretty sure I heard something coming from that direction. Um, when I was using my keen hearing and smell and I could detect it's an animal, could I tell what kind of animal of it was by the smell of it or hearing mm. the footsteps of it? Like if it was big or small or anything? You would have heard that it was big, but okay. you don't know what kind of animal it was. Okay. So, I don't know how this will work out, but I'm trying to talk to Celine to see if she knows how far away it it was. I'm trying to do the yes and no thing about like ten feet, twenty feet, thirty feet. <laughs> She doesn't know, and DM, you probably know more. So I'm just going to go through that and see if she actually knows how far it is, if that works out. Uh, she would not have been able to estimate distance based on what okay. she picked up. Okay. I know which direction, though, right? Yes. So he could well, maybe do that. I don't know. I mean, if you want to be a pointer dog and just... <laughs> Point, point your snout. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll okay. point in the direction it with my was, nose. It was southeast. Um, that's oh. the direction I heard the thing coming from. Well, then I will just go invisible and sneak ahead as a scout. I'm going to cast that visibility. So... Wild magic time. Do so you cast invisibility? Yes. So I don't have a D one hundred. Is that a D a D ten and a D what again? A percentile and a D ten. And you're rolling that yourself? Yes. D2. So, um, I also am able to gain. Do I say this or no? As Forthus 
suddenly disappears from view. In the instance that he does, you see a strange shimmer surround his body, and then he vanishes. So I will is in place, but they don't know what it is. Okay. Um. Where'd you go? Right here. Just gonna check out what's going on while being safe. Want to see what we're gonna be up against in the in the future? Yeah, but why can't I see you? I I uh I don't know exactly what the hell this kind of magic is. Starting to figure it all out. Slightly. Uh, I'll be right back. Right? Don't worry. Won't pull a sh uh, shotten, alright? Uh, as he's going away, I'm going to activate psychic my psychic whispers. And uh, establish a connection with, uh, with them as he's uh, going away. Does that require a person, a creature that you can see? It does not. Stipulation is just that you need to know who he is. Yeah. It says you can establish a telepathic communication between yourself and others as an action. Oh, that you can see. You're right. My apologies. Yeah. If you were going to do that after he turned invisible, you wouldn't have been able to do yeah. it. All right. Fourth, is he going to start walking? Yes. Are you doing so stealthily? Yes. Please roll with advantage. It is so stealth. Uh, 24. So, as Forthus disappears from view in front of you, assures you that he is not going to pull a Shatten and begins to walk away, you see his footprints in the snow. But before those footprints even leave your field of view, even the footprints disappear, and he has stopped leaving marks entirely. Uh, based on my keen hearing, could I tell if the animal is coming closer to us or going farther away? That's... Uh, if you want to know that, you'd have to roll another perception check. Okay. That's fine. Arthur is going to be looking around for a creature in question also. I got 11. Uh, you cannot hear the creature at this time. Okay. Forthus, if you are going to be searching around in your invisible state, feel free to roll perception. It was a 14 for perception. At the moment, you do not hear any movement. Okay. I'm going to move over to here. I'm going to start walking and kind of exploring to see if I can pick up on the stench or any noise from the creature or any creatures that could be around us. I will, however, if it's okay, set up a connection with uh, Celine. Okay. You now have a mental connection with Celine. 
and it will last. I have to roll it. How does that work if I'm an animal? I can't really communicate your, unless he... Your mental statistics stay the same. So if he maintains a telepathic communication with you, you can communicate with him, with, with her. And okay. it lasts for four hours. Okay. okay. Well, that's longer than my wild shape, so... What? Does it have a, a distance limitation? One mile. Yeah, okay, you're, you're safe. Right, you now have a telepathic link with Shatton. So, Celine, as you are walking around trying to pick up on the scent or sound of whatever creature this is, you suddenly feel a tug at the back of your brain. I... Hi, Shatton. Now we can communicate to, without having to do growls and grunts. What was that ability or spell? It's an uh, ability. Psychic whispers. Trying to find it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Homebrew? Nope. No. It's just not in the books that we own right now. Actually, well, no, uh, it is. It's Tasha's. Is it Tasha's? It's Tasha's. It's there. Mm. Then, yeah. I need to get Tasha's. It should be in our compendium then. You have Tasha's, by the way. Okay. All all the books that I own in Roll20, you guys have access to. Ooh. So anything in Tasha's, you can look up in the Roll20 compendium right now through this game. I'm gonna keep going. I'm kind of staying like close to the party. I'm not going too too far, but I'm trying to keep my senses kind of peaked a little bit. Uh, Forthus, what are you doing? Um, I'll staying alert for any sort of creature. I'm gonna keep moving towards here, closer to the tree over here. Okay. Do I notice any? As of, or a right. creature in general. Right now, this forest seems dead silent. But I will ask the both of you to roll survival checks. Natural 20. Which brings it to 21. I got a 13. Celine, you're not able to pick up on anything. However, Forthus, you see about... Give me back my mouse. Let's see. About my 70... mouse. Shut up. About 70 feet off, you see large divots in the snow. I will go investigate it safely, like probably stay 30 feet away from the divots and check it out. As you approach the divots and get closer and closer, they appear to be footprints from a large creature. These footprints are about a foot, foot and a half across. I will sneak over to the party again then. 
Okay. And then I'm going to go up to Moss and go, How are you now? Holy fuck. So, and then I'm just going to, like, pop out of my invisibility. Cute little uh, parlor trick I just learned. Uh, also, there's a giant fucker about that way. And I point over to where I find the uh, tracks. And I say, oh, they're about a foot and a half across for the feet itself. Don't exactly know what the hell I'm looking at, but just prep yourselves for something large to attack. Mm, Alright. Also, focus, Celine. Uh, she's around somewhere. I know where's Moss. I I kind of moved right back. Um, Shatten, next stop device. putting your token on top of Moss. What's that again? Stop putting your token on top of Moss. I haven't touched it. <laughs> I basically walked back to the party and like I'm standing next to the vice. So now that's where I'm at. So are we gonna go kill this thing? If it's part of the trials, I guess so. Do we even know what or where this thing is? There, I can track. Actually, pretty sure anybody can track it. But what it is, fuck if I know. And I'll just, uh. The party is willing. I will lead them towards the tracks that I found. Malo. Yeah, Moss will go. All right. Vice. So. All right, what's that? Oh, it's like right here. Is it around where I am right now? Uh, yeah, like right there, right here. Hold on, Vice. What are you doing? Uh, my tokens in your hands. Go ahead and have me tail the party. Okay. Chat, and you're still riding Moss, I assume. Okay. At this point, my dancing lights would be down. Okay. From where you Enough stand... A minute's passed, so... Yeah. From where you stand, Forthus points out about 30 feet to your east the large footprints in the snow. Uh... I am going to sniff it to see if I can't get a scent on it to where um, about it may have went so I can track it. You would have to get closer to them to do so. I am drawing where circles. is I'm drawing circles to where they are because I'm near the party right now. I just... Yes, but he walked you here when I showed him earlier that the footprints are over here. Oh. Sorry about that. So I'm assuming like right here then. Yes. Okay, fine. That's where I'll that's where I'll track it then. Alright, so you all approach the footprints. You're looking down at them. Celine, just looking at these, you recognize these as wolf prints. But they're the size of your head. You wanna take a sniff and see if you can't track them? Yeah. Okay. You and I still have, have that 
psychic connection with Shatten, right? You do. So I could let him know, and then he can translate to the party? Sure. <sighs> Gotta play telephone with Cax again. <laughs> How does that telepathic thing work? Do I just talk to him? You just talk. Yeah. You're, huh. It's just it's just that it's in your brain and only to Shatten. Okay. <clears throat> um. This is a very very large wolf print to which I am not familiar. So perhaps we should proceed with caution. Perhaps you should let the rest of the party know. He says that it's a really big wolf and we have to be careful. We must but to also give me part of your rations to save it, to keep it from being eaten by the, <laughs> by the wildlife. <laughs> Can I also give you a firebolt just to make sure you stay warm? We wouldn't want you freezing out here. The good use of a firebolt right there. That's what I'm thinking. Celine, do you think that that's do you think that would be enough to keep her warm? How does wait what do you mean like a fireball? Like that is a weapon? That is a damaging spell. He's he's threatening to set the bunny on fire. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna shake my head no. <laughs> you don't think it would be enough? So you think a scorching ray would do it? <laughs> She's going to roll her eyes at you. <laughs> and wolves roll their eyes, DM. Yes. For this instance, <laughs> yes. I'm going to start pressing forward. I mean, have you ever seen a dog sigh? Not really. Oh. Yeah. Normally my dogs just walk away. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing right now. Rolling my eyes and walking away. <laughs> So you don't necessarily need your sense of smell to follow these tracks. They seem to follow a specific direction walking the perimeter of this forest. Do I know anything about large wolves in my travels, or no? No. Most of your life was spent in cities, so large wolves are not necessarily your purview. No, if I heard any uh, folklore or anything like that. Not in the cities you've been to. I mean, you've heard of wolves, sure. But wolves of this size, that's foreign to you. Can I check the Feywild book and see? And do you want to take ten minutes to sit down and read through the book? Nope, I do not. <laughs> All right, so the tracks just seem to, like, they're easy to spot. Yeah, these are one-foot-wide wolf tracks in snow. They're going around the perimeter of the forest? Yes. I'm following them. Not from where you stand, you're not. Well, which way does it go? I drew a line. To the right. 
That is like a really, really, really small line. I and I also have a cat that's blocking the TV right now. Well, tell the cat to go away. You're a dog. Bark at it. <laughs> I'm still keeping an eye out of any way we can get the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. We'll assume your passive perceptions for that. Um, 11 for passive. Yep. Fine. It's fine. I'll tell you right now, you're not going to find it. Yet. At least I won't. So dark with my dark vision. With your dark vision, as you peer through this forest, walking around, following these tracks, you suddenly find yourself. Yeah. You suddenly find yourself staring at a white furry body hunched over in the snow. You are staring at the backside of an enormous creature. Try and do something very, like, loud enough for our party to hear, but that's it. Just be like, like a tiny little whistle. Then, like, point right towards it to let them know what it is. I'll go to where he is. Of course, I can't really see much of anything. Because you're a wolf. I know I'm a wolf. Go right there. Argent Furry, right ahead. Lillian, you sniff the air and you can clearly smell the same large beast you smelled earlier. I'm going to communicate to Shatten. This is the same creature. This is the wolf. Seems so. I'm assuming it's sleeping, or can I figure out what it's doing? It appears. You probably can't see it. Forthus, you take a few more steps forward as quietly as you can. This beast appears to be standing, but hunched over as if its face is buried in the snow in front of it. It appears to be looking for something. I'll communicate that back to everybody else, just saying it's searching for something. Don't know what exactly. Roll a stealth check. Mm. Uh, 21. Okay. You're, you communicate that fine and there seems to be no reaction from the creature. DM, I got a question. Yep. Considering I'm a wolf, and this is a wolf, is there a way that I can communicate with it? Like... To sniff its ass. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, no, because in my... In my uh, animal sheet right now, it says there's pack tactics. So I was in... It's a fighting bonus for... Oh, with okay. allies. Um, if you want to try to communicate with this wolf in your wolf form, you're welcome to try. Just remember, All you right. have no words. 
I'm going to try. Okay. Uh, huh. How would you like to try this? Um, I'll walk up to it and kind of, I don't know, snarl at it or something, or make some kind of noise of my presence. I'm not really exactly sure. So you're going to walk up behind a wolf standing ten feet tall at the shoulder. Well, I'm going to keep my distance. I'm not walking right up to it, like, face to face. I figured I'd keep, like, a little bit of distance between us. But I'm going to alert it. How, alert how it to close, my presence. How close do you want to get? Like, uh, ten feet. Within ten feet? Yeah. Alright, let's bring you within ten feet. About there. It's about ten feet. And you make a noise to... Are you just making a noise to get its attention? Yes. Okay. So you let out a, a low, non-threatening yip. Just something to, to get this wolf's attention. You see the fur on its back bristle as it stops its rummaging. It slowly raises its head, and as it does, you see it straighten out, and this creature is actually closer to 15 feet tall at the shoulder. It turns around and looks down at you. This is a massive white wolf, snow falling from its bristling white fur. Cold fog reeling from its open jaws as it looks down at you and says you don't belong here and that is where we're going to end tonight's session